<laughs> well, it was very tasty, and uh, naturally I'll reimburse you for it. All right, well, uh, give me seven bucks, we'll call it even. Seven dollars? It's raw milk we're talking here. It's all natural, unpasteurized. Straight from a cow's breast to your mouth. Johnny and Alexis get caught up in the illegal raw milk industry, and David feels guilty for helping Moira's opponent with her campaign fashion. You're listening to The Shit List, and today we're unpacking Season 2, Episode 8, Milk Money. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome back we're to back Season again. 2, Episode 8, Milk Money. Milk Money. Straight from the cow's breast to your mouth, Stephanie. Delicious. We're going to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> That makes me gag just saying it, it though. Does. <laughs> you, Katie, you grew up in farm country. Have you ever milked a cow? I definitely have milked a cow. I very distinctly remember a like a kindergarten field trip where we went to a dairy farm and everyone got to milk a cow. Uh, I also have more experience with dairy farms aside okay. from that, but we'll get into that. We sure will. Can't um, wait. <laughs> <laughs> can't wait to get our hands on those teats <laughs> anyway before we get started what if this is I... someone's first episode listening and that's the very first thing well then like, you jumped kind of right in the deep end welcome <laughs> glad to have you so uh but before we do we have a few social media and random little updates stephanie sure. Um, first and foremost, I wanted to talk about our typing skills. We talked about that last week and the week before. Yeah. Um, I just wanted you to know that for me, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree because as you know, I've been reading my grandma's old diaries that I've found. Oh yeah. And on May 1st, 1965, Joanne, my mom took fourth place in some local typing contest at age oh 16. Gosh. So fourth is not first. I mean, I probably would have taken first, but so that's typewriters like that. <laughs> yeah, definitely wow. typewriter. But she took fourth place. So very guess cool. I get my skills from my mama. Congrats, so. Congrats Grandma Joanne. Yeah. <laughs> well, mom, Joanne. Wait, I think you said grandma. No, my grandma's diary, oh, but was writing about my mom, mom. Like take, okay. winning the contest. Yes, yes, yes. Well, that's very At cool. 16 years old. Yeah, it was really cool. Good for her. I was like, well, I got to note this date and time yes. because this is important information. It's in, your, it's in your blood. Yes. So that was just a random thing. Nothing to do with social media, but just a little funny little tidbit I found over the week here. One thing I did want to point out, do you follow Emily Hampshire on social media? I do. Yes. Did you see she hosted um, a gala this week? She was the host of the AMFAR gala, which is the American Foundation for AIDS Research. Okay. Um, she looked so glamorous in this green suit. I don't know if you saw oh, that. I did post. see those pictures. Yeah, yeah. she did. Gorgeous. Very good. First of all, I can imagine she's a really good host. Also, Christina Aguilera performed and like shouted out Emily Hampshire and was like, oh, I love that show. We love Emily, blah, blah, blah. So Christina Aguilera is a Schitt's Creek fan too. Who knew? Who isn't? Um, yeah. But I also just thought it was very funny because Amphar was the gala that Moira quoted a couple weeks ago when Goldie Hawn said, you are the life you accept for yourself. <laughs> I was like, wow, that just like is a full circle thing. I say very full circle moment. And just good timing for the fact that yeah. we recorded that episode just a week or two ago. And now Emily's hosting the Amphar Gala. Well, good so. for Emily. That's very cool. Yeah. So I'll maybe we should share our outfit um, 
later this yes. week in our stories because she looked amazing. Like For the sure. suit was so pretty. CD bars. Stephanie, you gave a funny answer I to CD bars. CD bar. Yeah, you posted the question of anybody go to any good wobbly elm-esque cd bars mm-hmm. and i remembered i didn't think of it when we were recording last week but there's a bar here like a dive bar here in cincinnati that sushant and i have sentimental attachment to we went to it on one of like our earlier dates and it's called the city tap city view tavern it's up on one of the hills that overlooks downtown mm-hmm. it's a real small joint like limited menu limited seating but really great view of downtown which is why we like it but the front sign, like the neon sign, the ER at the end of Tavern has not been lit since we've been there. So we just call it the Tave, the City View Tave. And to laugh at your, um, <laughs> your answer. City View Tave, I was like, yeah, those are the best places when the sign is, is burnt out and it never gets uh And we actually, up. when we were house hunting, we saw a place that was listed and they were like right next door to the Tavern. We're like, oh my oh, God, wow. or the Tave. I was like, can you imagine if we live there? We would be going every night. You'd so. be frequent customers. That we would be like your local cheers where would, everybody knows your name. Or our Cafe Tropical. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, that was funny. It made me laugh for sure. Um, City View Tave. Uh, I thought of a couple just going to weddings, most specifically in Huron County. I've ridden a lot of party buses and they always stop at the most random dive bars in the middle of nowhere because it's very rural mm-hmm. out there yeah so there's like farmer's tavern uh which is just at, an, at a random intersection in the middle of the country i was struggling today because there's a couple in bad eggs one is pete's bar which is just a bar they don't even serve food but the other big one is the bowling alley in bad eggs okay <laughs> which i was struggling today to remember the name of for some reason because it's been ages and my friend morgan who listens to the show was listening to last week's ex- episode and she said, Hey, I met my husband at Longshot Lane. So it's Longshot Lanes. And I was Longshot like, Oh, yeah. Lanes. So Ooh. that's where they met. They met there in a CD bar. And then my friend Michelle, who also listens, chimed in and said she met her husband at the Bob here in Grand Rapids. Oh, which isn't necessarily a seedy place, but, but still, but still, they met at a bar. Meet in bars anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> right. So that still happened. I mean, they've been married now for quite a while. So it was a while ago. Um, the Bob is, did you know the Bob is closed and sold now? I think I did, did ever go to the Bob when you the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun place. It's too bad. Maybe someone will open it up and it'll be fun though. I mean, they could Schitt's Creek. They could like Schitt's Creekify it. It could be the Bob and a drink could be the like Bob. Bob job. Each level, each level could be a different uh, location. A Schitt's Creek we, themed bar. Stephanie, maybe we should buy it. Okay. Let's, let's wrap this up. We have to go plan our next I mean, venture. it's like <laughs> worth like $10 million or something. We can come up with that, right? Well, we've got all these sponsors coming in, so maybe we'll get yeah, there soon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, exactly. and then Jenny, Jenny, your cousin did comment. No, she didn't meet her her husband at a bar, but back in the day, she met maybe a guy or two that she maybe went on a date with. She said oh, randoms. Really? So I assume maybe just a few like fun guys to buy her a couple of drinks I know and then she's peace got out. Some, like she has some like clubbing experience in her back. Does she? Yeah, she does. Good for her. I don't mm-hmm. have that. <laughs> Neither. Not, not my scene. That. By the way, if anyone hears any cat noises, Fern is currently sitting on my lap. She'll probably be here the whole episode. Like a baby. Like a little baby. Yeah. We're still unpacking things and she's still adjusting. How is she settling in though? She like her new place. She's not eating as much. Uh, Sushant's very worried about her food intake, but this is his first cat experience too. I'm like, she's fine. She's fine. She's got a little meat on her bones. She'll be okay. She's not starving yet, I'm sure. (laughs) 
<laughs> but anyways, so. we're all good over here. <clears throat> Shall good. we jump in to some uh, delicious raw yes. milk honey? Okay. Well, we're not going to start on the raw milk. Thank God. Okay, thank God. Um, we're going to save that for a little bit later. So yeah, let's jump in our opening scene. Once again, we open in the cafe two weeks in a row now. I thought about that. As too. a matter of fact, we don't really spend very much time in the motel at all this week, which is kind of no. unusual. The so, roses are out and about this week. Mm-hmm. Everyone's busy. Everyone's got things going on. So Moira walk, Moira and Johnny walk in, and Moira is in this shiny copper getup. One of the few times we don't see Moira in her signature black and white. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't happen often. No, very few times. And they're at a they're at what we find out is a candidate's breakfast. Yes. Uh for uh, obviously her and Jocelyn. That was my first thought was are all because there's a lot of people there, a lot of townies. I was like, are they yeah. all candidates or they must just all be here for the breakfast? I think it's like a meet and greet. Like okay. come meet the candidates. So uh just like the red wig last week, I feel like this outfit is kind of like symbolic of like this igniting a fire within her you know she's gonna she's gonna take this on and be very passionate about it also just like very flashy which comes she wants in just to a stand second. out mm-hmm. yep and boy she wants she to ever. stand out and yes. that actually was the very next line in my notes she loves to make a scene and stand out so mm-hmm. um obviously though this is not as formal as other candidates breakfasts they've attended because there's someone's a woman in cargo, in cargo shorts, shorts. how <laughs> they call i was also in the- breakfast <laughs> I was also noting a lot of plaids and like farmers hats and things yeah. like that in the background. So like, was but she, what was she expecting? Black tie affair? Is that what yeah, she expected? I, guess so. I mean, that's probably what they've attended in the past. Yeah. And um, Twyla approaches and brings her a name tag. We'll find out much later in the show that Moira just doesn't wear anything with an adhesive backing anyway. No. <laughs> Not to mention this name tag doesn't go with her outfit. And plus, everyone's going to know who she is anyway. So she neglect, den- denies the name tag, rejects the yeah. name tag. And also mentions something so funny that she says to Johnny, I'm, I'm so glad you talked me out of the Mohawk. These people deserve a little glamour in their life. <laughs> but like, could you imagine why ran a mohawk? No, she's not even. I don't think she's even wearing a wig in this. I not think this is this her scene. natural hair. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but she's making her statement with her outfit rather than her she, wig. This she time. really is. Yeah. So Moira or uh, Twyla even says it's very shiny, and Moira takes that as a compliment. You're too thank kind. You. <laughs> thank you. Basically, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> she loves getting compliments, Moira. Oh yes. So this place was just bustling, like you said, with townies we've never seen before. One thing I noted right in the same breath as the Mohawk statement is she name drops and she says, I was always impressed by these masquerade party, masquerade key parties at the Sarkoskis, which I mean, the only Sarkoski I know is presumably Nicholas Sarkoski, who was president of France for a while, like like right around when Obama was president. He was also president of France. So I'm assuming they were hanging out with French politicians. I I don't know any other Sarkoskis. But I found it interesting because I looked up what a masquerade key party is. Oh, I know. I think I know what that is. Well, I know what a key well, party is. And I would assume a masquerade means everyone's wearing a mask. You wear the mask. Okay. Well, I didn't know that a key party was like a thing, but it just is funny to me because it turns out it might be another little Easter egg of something else we see later in the show. Mm. Is that what you're, that's what you take a key, car- key party to Where be? everyone puts their keys in a bowl and then you like take a No, no, no. Oh, no, I think I'm what I googled else. was a key party, 
so this these were like real events like from past like there were different event pages like and there everyone wears a mask a masquerade mask or whatever the men get a padlock and the women get a key and the idea is to walk around and talk to whoever as many people as you want and find your match okay which as you know yeah that will circle back we will circle back to that if that's what they were i was thinking key party meant like everyone puts their keys in a bowl when you get there and then it's kind of like a swingers party which oh i have heard that too now that you say that i forgot about that you take another set of keys and you go home with that person i don't know I've never been to I a guess key party. Now that you say that, I guess I have heard that too. Like I've heard sound that. off in the comments this week, you guys. What, what's what's a key party? Have what's you a been key to party, one? Guys. Anyone give us any um, insight? But have you ever been to a masquerade ball or party where you wear the pretty masks or anything? Uh no, but I think that would be fun. I do too. And yeah. do you know the Felt Mansion here um, yeah. in Saga Talk? Mm-hmm. So you maybe even no Holden, the wedding planner who works there. He was talking one year about having a masquerade Halloween party. This was right before COVID and then all that shit hit the fan. But I was like, oh my God, I would so come to that. That would be so fun. Yeah. I guess we in the have, felt mansion. We couldn't have masquerade parties with COVID masks because then just your whole face right. is covered top and bottom. Yes. That doesn't but it would be very well. cool. Anyway, I just was like, interested in that little allusion to a key party when I thought it was my definition of a key party, but maybe they're swingers too. Would you even be surprised? Who knows? Anyways, this opening scene is getting a little long here yeah. with these diversions. They come across Roland and Jocelyn. Roland is of course in his best leather jacket. We've seen him in this before. <laughs> like we have when the roses came over for dinner. This with is his, his dress jacket. His plaid button up shirt and jeans. Yep. And his shirt is like half tucked in. And then Jocelyn comes up. She's passing out cupcakes. Tells Moira everyone's talking about her outfit. Well, well first Moira... Rose calls her. Uh, oh, Rose Elvis. Calls her Elvis and just laughs it up. And she... Moira's like kind of offended. Some yeah. rolling back pedals a little mm-hmm. bit, but it's okay. Like they get past that. They not do. the old, not the, the young Elvis, not the old Elvis. <laughs> so, <laughs> but Jocelyn um, almost like insults Moira by saying oh, yeah like she's making people uncomfortable in this outfit and you know Moira's like oh okay that's what makes it so great it's not what people are used to or comfortable with right so very catty and that just kind of catty that's a good way to put it because that just kind of like picks up the baton for this entire episode yes so that's it's the a tone. catty episode very, it is very catty. or at least for this storyline so mm-hmm. And I think even Johnny, I think Moira says, well, this is going to be a fun campaign. And Johnny says, we think it already is. Yeah. So so cattiness to come. Um, We're going to stick with that storyline. So that was our opening scene. The next segment of the storyline, if you will, is jumping to David getting ready for work. One thing I just want to say is like interesting about this is this whole episode is like two of the shit or two of the roses are pairing up with one of the shits. It's like a two to one. Uh, ratio that's for each true. side of the storyline, and line. not necessarily the two that you would think. I that's what I thought too. I mean, I guess Moira and David are kind of always together, but it's kind of unusual to see Johnny and Alexis just yeah by themselves, and with Roland of with all Roland, people on exactly. on the other side of the storyline, mm-hmm. and then Jocelyn comes in the storyline, so it's kind of an interesting dynamic. But anyway, sticking with the campaign storyline, um, we jump to David getting ready for work, and here we see Stevie waiting for him. Clearly, she's driving him to work, which I had said before, 
David getting a job in Elmdale is just one of those like TV magic things. You you just have to accept it. Like somehow he gets to work. Well, apparently now he's getting a ride from Stevie. Yeah. And she's like, you know, you could be ready when I get here. And he is ready, but he lists like seven things he has to do. I just have to say, I made a note of this. That is such a pet peeve of mine. Um, I'm so frustrated when people aren't ready when they say like I'll be ready in two minutes I'm like you are not gonna I know you're not gonna be ready in two minutes and I'm always ready I like to be early to things growing up like getting ready for school I was always the first one in the car waiting for my mom waiting for my brothers how did this apply to your love life well there's a punctual guy so there's a thing in my family called patty time meaning it's my mom's time is like 10 minutes behind regular time so she says I'll be there in 20. She's going to be there in 30 minutes. Mm. I've learned that Patty time is the same as India time because Sushant lives on <laughs> India time, which means he says same he's thing. always 10 minutes late. Um, so I'm learning to adjust to that. We'll just say that. Well, I've been married 12 years to Joe and still haven't adjusted to that. So good luck. <laughs> is he 12 on years, Patty time 13 years. Patty what time year is it? Um, 13 years. My bad. <laughs> I uh, I did want to note David's outfit. He is wearing this shirt that actually popped up. We mentioned a few weeks ago, Shit's, Shit's Fashion Instagram, mm. Instagram page. They gave us a shout out a few weeks ago. So shout out to them. They actually posted um, this shirt that David's wearing. They do a really good job of tracking down the costumes from this show and, and linking it to like the designer, even with like pricing and links sometimes. Um, yeah, where you can find it and stuff. A lot of it's vintage, but... I still enjoy seeing their posts and they posted this shirt. And I remember when I saw it, I was like, you know what? For as crazy as the shirt as it is, because it's like a white button up with these like duct tape black. Yeah. Black tape. I was like say. straps all, all over or streaks all over. I can tell as a fashion person that that is an expensive, well-made shirt because the pattern of the pieces of like fake tape that are printed on are like consistent across seam lines and the front placket like it lines yeah. up perfectly which is an extra bit of work so i was like you know what as crazy as the shirt is of that is right they didn't just the mash shirt, the fabric yeah, so together they took right. the time to make sure they it all made that up. very site-specific pattern so i was like oh that's actually a well-made shirt david well, kudos who was but the please designer? get ready a little remember? faster because stevie is waiting i don't remember we could pull up their post though and i'm sure we can just share yeah i bet it's on there Mm -hmm. um shit's fashion is on instagram i believe uh his name is steven best he also posts a lot in the facebook groups and yeah he's posted a lot of good like fashion content if you're into that so follow them just refreshing sometimes it's really obviously expensive designer pieces that they probably thrifted they talk about shopping on like um Etsy or eBay, Poshmark, whatever. But then sometimes like Moira and Alexis will wear things from Zara, you know, which is a more fast, very attainable, like, yeah. Yeah. So it's refreshing to see that bit of info. So, yes, Stevie's waiting uh, and in pops in barges Moira with a question or a statement. Uh, She needs someone's opinion. Uh, basically on her approachability, but she wants to insinuate that she is approachable and she just wants David to agree to this. Yes, I am approachable. And David's like, that's, that's a fact. That's like a statement. It's not a question. What are you asking me? She doesn't see Stevie and he just casually pushes the question to her because he doesn't want to answer it. Right. Gets out of it. Says, well, Stevie's actually here to drive me to work and shocks, scares Moira. (laughs) And then just like she's she's not good at noticing people in a room 
Yeah, she's glad to see her though because Stevie, you're an average Joe and uh, what's your opinion? Like, and Stevie's like, on what? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So she's looking to Stevie to give her an opinion when David won't. And Stevie just basically Jocelyn's comment is getting to her though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's gotten under her skin. She's trying to justify her, you know, feeling like she Mm -hmm. is approachable. They're getting to each other. We'll find out a little yes. later with Jocelyn. Like they're just kind of getting at each other, which mm-hmm. I was, I will admit, like when I first watched the show, I was like kind of sad to see because they were becoming good friends. And then I was yeah. like, oh man, I don't want them to like end up hating each other. Like you a know? little bit of frenemies going. Yeah. Right yeah. Now. Mm-hmm. So um, Stevie just again, kind of circumnavigates the question and says, uh, well, I would vote for you on the fact that you wore this outfit out in public yeah you know she's courageous and moira has this line that david kind of mocks her for she says well i've always believed that you lead with your best foot forward and the masses will follow david mocks her and says you're sounding like a dictator but i do think it's a fair point like yeah a sort of like look good feel good type of thing like put your best out there and Mm -hmm. everyone else will want to be their best too i think Less dictatory and more like I subscribe to that mentality, and I I have for a long time. I remember when I was in high school, I started getting. I don't know if I was like maybe a junior. I heard someone say, "Dress for the job you want, not the job you have." Yeah. Granted, I was a high school student with no job, but in my mind, I was like, I like that mentality. So I started dressing real professional in high school. And there were several times I was mistaken for a teacher because I would just, I liked to get dressed up. That's what it well, all Full circle. Now you are a teacher. So. Now I am a teacher and I get mistaken for a student. So there we go. You probably have cooler fashion since now as a I teacher. So. I mean, yeah. things evolve, but yeah, I liked that line more I had. I didn't think that was yeah. a dictator. She wasn't demanding that everyone else will, I guess, follow suit. Inspire. She wants to be inspired. The masses will follow. Yes, she wants yeah. to inspire, not not be a dictator. Mandate dress codes. <clears throat> yeah. Stevie, again, she just kind of makes this assumption, too, when she's asking Stevie, you know, as a hardworking gal with a high school degree. And she was like, well, I did go to college. So yeah. more more assumptions on these small town people which we haven't quite gotten over yet with the roses. Mm-hmm. I think all of the roses still are some sometimes making assumptions on Townie. And this is just another one, which we didn't know. We didn't know if Stevie went to college or not, but she's, I mean, she's a pretty bright girl. I don't see yeah. why not. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't just assume she went to high school. I feel like everyone these days goes to college. And we're soon going to learn that there actually are some colleges in the area mm-hmm. too. So yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's where she went. maybe she went to that college. I forgot yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so finally in this little scene, David finally does chime in indirectly saying that Moira is not really approachable. He says <laughs> the queen hasn't smiled since the seventies and her birthdays are very well celebrated still. And, and Moira's like, first she goes, Exactly. Wait, what are you saying? <laughs> like, Wait, what? No, the queen, the queen's not approachable, and neither are you. Do you yeah. know? Uh, first of all, the queen is ninety-five this year. I'm sure you know. I'm sure you follow yes. the news a little bit. Um, reigning monarch for seventy-five years this year, the longest in British history. Right? It's crazy. Did, did you know, Stephanie, that if they had followed the the original line of heritage, she would not be the queen. Right, because her father, um, her uncle. It was uh, her abdicated uncle the throne. abdicated to marry a 
American divorcee. Yeah, like which the, the monarch the didn't queen, approve of that. The queen's current grandson did the same thing. My, they my, how times have changed. An American divorcee. I love Harry and Meghan Markle. I'm just going to say that right uh, now. Well, yeah, me too. Uh, but um, the the royal family is very complicated. It is complicated. And do you watch The Crown at all? Do we talk about this? Yes, I watch The Crown. I so I've only watched like maybe a season and a half or two of it. I haven't watched it all, but it's very fascinating. And the other movie I really liked where you see a little bit of just a little bit of the queen's childhood is the King's speech. Did you watch that movie? That is a good one. That's a great movie. That's where you learn more about why her father was. Yes. Yes. I did ascend to how that all happened. (laughs) Whatever it's called. King kingdom, queendom, kingdom. Um, It's interesting because she's going to have like one of the longest reigning monarchs in she's, in history. And then her son is going to have one of the shortest because he's going to be so, so old by the time old, he takes the throne. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, well, I mean, doesn't really mean anything anymore no. these days. But no. God save the queen. Right. That's right. Um. So David goes to work <laughs> and in walks Jocelyn to the blouse barn. And this entire place, Stephanie, has taken a what big a head to toe makeover. He <laughs> works when David is motivated. He works quick. Let me tell you. Yeah, he's clearly made his mark. Um, <laughs> things are way less crowded, much less colorful, and just full of bird flu because there are birds <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> there are birds. Everywhere, but giant ostriches, crows, peacocks, peacocks. <laughs> birds, of muck. black, black peacocks, and white peacocks on shelves. Did you yes. notice that? I saw both. Yes, it's insane. Everywhere. Um, and clearly, like Wendy has just let him. I mean, she's nowhere to be seen. Yeah. So he's she's trusting him with the store. He's taking the reins on decor. Obviously, you know that sh- that store. Do you ever shop at White House Black Market? Oh, I don't shop there, but I've been there a few so times. So they do have colors, like. Yeah, they do sell things That's that funny are colored. Bring that up though. But for a long time, like that was sort of their, I think, gimmick for a while was their like, trademark. Really accentuate the black and the white, mm-hmm. and those combinations. Yeah, no, yeah. I've been in a few times, but I can't say that I've ever bought anything there. But that's funny. That's mm-hmm. kind of David's vibe: black house, yeah. white market, white house. What is it? White house, <laughs> white black, house market. black market. Yeah, black market, white house. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, black and white house and market. Okay, got it. Um, but yeah, I guess Blouse Barn could be very reminiscent of like mm-hmm. that if it were in fact just black and white. Uh, he's clearly made his mark on this place though. And like you said, very passionate. Like he just took this project and ran with it, right? Yes. So Jocelyn walks in and she's kind of surprised to see him uh there. And she said, Are you, are you shopping, shopping for yourself? <laughs> Meanwhile, he's got clothes that look like something he pulled out of his mm-hmm. own closet. And he's like, uh, nope, I work here now. So do you think he was like a little bit embarrassed when he said that. Um, he, he acted more embarrassed that the thing he was holding, she thought he would buy for himself. I think he's definitely he's happy with the direction the store is going, but I think in some he makes a still couple comments there's about there's still work to be done. Like he says, you might find okay. a couple of decent pieces, but you'll really have to look for them. He says that later in this scene, okay. <clears throat> which made me think like he's happy with the direction but it's still his vision hasn't been fully realized yet right well yeah so she she's a little surprised to find him working there but she's kind of like yeah you know i'm just like out shopping for some eye-catching pieces for the campaign so here we find out 
Moira got under her skin too. Like, yes. Like maybe I should be fancier. Like Moira. We didn't talk about what she was wearing, but she was. Oh, right. She looked very different than Moira. She's wearing this very blousey, like, it looked like flowy, almost had flowy lips top. On it. Mm-hmm. Flowy it had top lips for sure. With a, a denim skirt, something very teacher looking. Yeah. Teacher and and just like Jocelyn, mm-hmm. like bright color too, like had some color mm-hmm. to it and whatever. Mm-hmm. So she clearly is kind of Ooh, thinking like, I think I oh, gotta step it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh shit, this lady's gonna give me a run for my money. I better step up my fashion at least. Um, but she knows that she, she kind of hints, like, I know that you probably have a conflict of interest here. And David's kind of reluctant to help her at first, but like, as soon as she appears from the fitting room in a blue leopard print top and skirt Mm -hmm. and wants it in another color, he just can't help himself. That, that piece, that must've been the, in the clearance section. I'm imagining David. Well, I was just going to say like, I was just going to say like Wendy's still got a little bit of a hold on the fashion sense in there because she clearly still picked that piece out. Oh, for sure. But he just can't help himself. He can't. He can't stand by while she makes bad fashion choices. He can't. He can't stand by and let someone make a fashion disaster. Did you notice he's wearing white gloves as he's handling the merchandise? I did. He's like dusting everything and moving Mm -hmm. things. And yeah. They um some of the shades we get at work come with white gloves so that when you handle them you don't get your like finger fancy. oils all over them. Yeah, it is really fancy. We're fancy. So yeah, she comes out of that fitting room in that dress and he just can't help but be like, "Okay, well, of course I'm supporting my mom in this campaign, uh, supporting her what like just by being by her side because I don't mm-hmm. think he's a registered voter in Schitt's Creek." Yeah, I'd be um, surprised. And she says, "Of course, of course, of course, but maybe like just if you could just point me in the general direction. So he not so subtly, like, I think you should look here. Here's a blouse. Like, but, here's a skirt. Like here's at a this section, which includes one blouse. And yes, here's a blouse uh, skirt and a blazer. And presumably uh, she buys a few things and off she goes. So the next uh, part of this story we see is Moira barging into uh, Jazzigal's rehearsal. Mm-hmm. And she wants to do a Q&A and puts everyone on the spot right away. <laughs> like, we really should get to know each other. Uh, well, what do you want to know, know about other, me? But <laughs> I'd really like you to get to know me is what she said. What do you, what do you want to know about me? Just lets everyone so awkwardly on the spot. And Twy- Twyla is just like... I am just really trying to think. (laughs) I don't know. That is that would be so awkward to just. uh, So what do you want to know? Please ask me some questions about. Please ask me some questions, even if you don't have any. She also makes a dig at Jocelyn because they are waiting for her again. She's late again. I don't know how anyone can run a town if they can't manage their own schedule. You know? Yeah. Um, Nobody has any questions to ask Moira. And so she needs to grease the wheels a little bit with a little bit of liquid courage and pulls out a bottle of vodka. Yeah, it amazes me, Stephanie, in this show, how much just straight liquor they drink. This is not the first time and not the last time. Who drinks vodka on the rocks or not even on the the rocks? Like I have bad, vivid flashbacks to college taking shots of five o'clock vodka from under our we hid under our kitchen cabinets. Uh, Do people really drink vodka on the rocks? Buying that from the general store. Yes, you know they maybe. have wine, but yes, a uh, lot of a lot of hard liquor drinkers, which is mm-hmm. fine with a mixer, but straight up, yeah. Uh, but she gets the crowd going because Ronnie's telling a funny little story next scene, and they're all giggling. Uncle and Ralph, who and... married three gales, 
She yes. thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> Damn it, Stephanie, you just stole one of my trivia questions. Oh, sorry. You would remember Uncle Ralph. <laughs> but in the midst of this drunken uh, debauchery here, Jocelyn shows up and she is a completely different person. She, she took David's this, fashion advice. Yeah, she's in tea. this flashy suit. She had a blowout, it looks like. Yeah, her hair is <clears> a little <throat> less fluffy. Less frumpy, if you will. Mm-hmm. She looked definitely trendy and everyone is shocked. Moira especially. But she, you can tell like right away, Moira knows exactly what happened because she's yeah. hinting at, she's trying to like pull pull the truth out of Jocelyn. Well, where'd you get such a fashionable blouse? It takes a real eye to find something that nice in Elmdale. And, and you know, Jocelyn said, I just wanted a refresh. It has nothing to do with the campaign, right? Mm-hmm. Nor does Moira's bribery with alcohol. Right. Who says no, any of that of has anything not. to do with the campaign? The cattiness here is just... So it's catty. It's awkward it's for everyone else. Awkward for everyone else, except for Ronnie, of course, who is always amused by stuff like and this. She's also she's pretty just, tipsy in her vodka yeah, right now. She's so. just she's soaking it all it. in. Mm-hmm. Moira literally, Jocelyn's like, any of that vodka left? And Moira literally like chucks that cup like right at her. <laughs> <laughs> so mean. Like, yeah, I got some. Yeah. Mean <laughs> girls going on right now. But so that happened. And then. The next scene, next part of this story, we see David returning. This is back at the motel. He's returning from work and Moira off camera is summoning him almost in this like demonic voice. Mm -hmm. David, is that you? Come here, please. (laughs) And David, he's already already nervous. He's already like, oh, shit. Like, here we go. Yeah. And she summons him in and come in. I just want to check in with my firstborn, you know, playing a little guilt trip on him. She's like laying with her. uh, She's laying on the bed, like her knees and her legs (laughs) are hanging off. Her wig flew off. flew off. Yeah. So she's clearly at a rough go with this Mm -hmm. news that David helped Jocelyn. But she's making all this small talk to kind of draw out a confession. Like, Mm -hmm. how's your job? What kind of people come in? Do you help everyone? And he knows what she's getting at. He's not an idiot. Yes. And he basically tells her, if someone comes in for my advice, it's my job to give it to them. Mm-hmm. And um, well, well, she gets it out of him by commenting first on what Jocelyn was wearing and saying mm-hmm. she didn't like the matchy matchy. Right. And that's when David finally has to spill. He's like, I told her not to wear yeah. the, the skirt with the blazer. Moira um, even says she looked like a stewardess from a Latvian airline. A Latvian, or something like Latvian that. airline. Yes. <laughs> He does admit um, that he felt very conflicted about the whole thing. And, but I do think the nail in the coffin was the fact that he also suggested the blowout because that's beyond oh, his yeah. job. <laughs> that's that's more not. of a personal recommendation, not something he mm-hmm. needed to professionally recommend. Yes. And she says, no problem. It's, it's water under the bridge. I get it. You're just doing your job type of thing. And she says, now, will you be a dear and fetch mommy a knife? <laughs> and I feel like when I first saw this show, I knew where this was going. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, God, here we go. And he was like, a knife? Yes, I believe you'll find a lodge in the middle of my back. <laughs> <laughs> and so, when you take it out, you can plunge it into my heart. David backstabbed her and he's like, OK, well, that's a lot. And he just yeah. kind of rolls his eyes and leaves her to be dramatic yeah. on her own. So. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the end of that storyline, but that just yeah. kills me that 
Moira. That's a perfect end for Moira. Her, and like, she's also quite tipsy in this little final scene, too. Oh, yeah. Vodka. Who knows so how much really, vodka she's had. Yeah. It's really edging on her emotions. Heart. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So um, that's that storyline. We're going to take a quick break and we'll come back and see what our other trio, uh, Johnny, Alexis and Roland are up to today. All right. Sounds good. This week's episode is brought to you by the campaign to elect Jocelyn Shit for town council. As a voluntary member of the Shit family dynasty, Jocelyn has spent decades living, eating, and breathing all things Shit's Creek. With the support and endorsement of Mayor Roland Shit, Jocelyn vows to work hard for all of her constituents, both big and small, the poor, the rich, and the used to be rich. As the mayor's wife, some candidates may imply that special treatment is likely if elected. However, Jocelyn firmly believes that a monopoly is just a board game that pairs well with a cheese ball. Instead, her priorities are on the joyfulness of the town, ensuring plenty of dairy in school lunches, and keeping all the citizens happy-go-lucky. So vote for Jocelyn Shit for council member in the upcoming election. You'll be gosh darn glad you did. Shitless Podcast is an equal opportunity podcast and does not endorse comments or opinions of any specific candidate in elections at the local, rural, or neighborhood level. All right. Welcome back. And thank you, Jocelyn Shit for Town Council you, for Jocelyn. that sponsorship. Yes. Uh, Seth, I attended one of her brunches last week, one of her fundraising events, and there oh, was really? some delicious Dorito casserole, uh, Nanaimo <laughs> bars, and some sloppy Jocelyn's there. So good. My God. Dorito so, casserole. I mean, I, knew- I haven't been to I haven't been to Moira's event yet, but I would vote Leave on Jocelyn's it to Jocelyn Dorito to casserole. Put out quite the yes. spread. <laughs> So good. So anyway, if you get a chance, if she has any more fundraising brunches, you should go. They sound delicious. So yeah, let's look at what Johnny and Alexis and Roland, the three amigos, are up to this weekend, this week, weekend. Um, I guess weekend. We release on Sunday, right? So... Bob and Johnny are at work in the garage and Bob jogs it up and he says, Mm -hmm. "Uh, Johnny, I noticed I had some milk in the fridge and I noticed some of it's missing. Mm -hmm. Johnny's like, yeah, you know, I, I, he admits I drank some of your milk. Um, It's got this 1940s glass milk pint. Did you notice the prop error in this scene? Stephanie, Stephanie, Stephanie. Does the level in the milk no, uh, but the lid is on in some t- cuts oh. and off in the other. So if oh. you are an eagle eye, uh, I was master, more distracted because Bob has a new official Bob's Garage shirt. This is a polo shirt, a dark today. blue polo shirt. Yeah, yeah, getting a little sporty. I but missed Johnny. The, the yeah, you'll have to take a look out for it. Continuity. Yeah, I think there's like a person on set that's supposed to be responsible mm-hmm. for that type of stuff. So yeah. Hopefully they made it past this episode for job security. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just minor and nobody normal would notice that. So (laughs) I know Um, you don't watch Game of Thrones, but there was a big thing in Game of Thrones and Downton Abbey years ago where um, water bottles were left on the set and they weren't edited out. So you're like in the world of Westeros or the 1920s. And all of a sudden there's like an Aquafina water bottle. (laughs) I remember reading something about that. (laughs) Or like a Starbucks cup. Oh, those are so fun always, when you like. I definitely am not like nitpicking. Who's the mad show? About it's just that. fun Anything for me, funny. yeah, to like, like notice oh, that oops, kind of stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Like people will bring that up in the Facebook groups, 
like things like that. And mm-hmm. you know how Facebook is. Everyone will argue about anything on there. Oh, yeah. And some people will get so mad. Why are you nitpicking? We're not nitpicking. We're just noticing things and pointing it out and just making conversation. That's all it is. So, but yeah, Johnny drank all about milk. What's your, uh, what's your workplace etiquette on sharing and taking other food and stuff? I, so at work, we have a office kitchen with a full-size fridge. I never put my stuff in there because to me, it's just, you never know. People might respect your food. They might not. I don't even. Well, how many people use that for like how many people in that area? Uh, We have probably like 20 people who come through there in a day. So that's quite a few. There's quite a few people. I don't even consider it as an option because I've been in previous work environments where someone was caught using someone else's creamer and it can get a little nasty. Like. They yeah. were literally pouring it into their coffee whilst the person who it belonged to came and was like, oh, you're just going to take my creamer. And I was like slowly backing, walking out of <laughs> Yeah. I don't mess with that stuff. How about you? Um, so as you know, we have a very small office. So like I, okay, when certain people used to work there, you know who I'm talking about and they will remain nameless. But there used to be like food drama every now and then. And it's like, bitch, who would take your food? First of all, I wouldn't eat anything cooked out of your house. No offense to, (laughs) I mean, actually, I do mean offense. I wasn't a huge fan of this person. But anyway, there used to be food drama like back when I first started. But now it's like everyone knows what, what everyone brings. There's five of us in the office and maybe three of us that use the fridge. And I tend to put my food all like in the same drawer, just Cause I know it's mine. Cause sometimes like, especially Savannah, like Savannah and I will have like the same salad dressing, for example, or the same items. And also I wouldn't mind if she ate some of my stuff, like took mm-hmm. some of my stuff. Like we're very much to the point where like, we don't care. Like, Oh, I'm having some of your everything bagel seasoning that's here for mm-hmm. my stuff. Like, and I just bought another jar for the, anyone to use whoever. Mm-hmm. So luckily like, I mean, we don't have like 20 people, but it's just basically me, her and the other girl in the office that use the fridge. And we're mm-hmm. all very like, oh, actually, I do have a good story now that I'm thinking about it. One time I accidentally threw the other girl's salami away. <laughs> like, like I was like, I was like cleaning out my drawer and I, I bring like deli meat salami mm-hmm. to work. And I saw this sitting there and it wasn't in my drawer. And I was like, man, did I leave that like? out I just throw it in there and I was like man if that's mine it's so old and I should I was like I should ask Rachel if that's hers but Rachel's also a really really picky eater and I was like no there's no way this is hers so I literally tossed it out and then not an hour later did you throw my salami away (laughs) and I I was like oh my god I was like I was gonna ask you if that was yours but I just assumed like it wasn't I I thought I had some and it was old I'm like I literally just threw it out less than an hour ago it's still safe to eat like I swear (laughs) to god she dug it out of the garbage well it was just like on top so it wasn't like she had to dig it was just like sitting there so she took it back and it was like in a ziploc baggie I would have done the same thing but I felt so bad I like told her after the fact I'm like oh my god I'm still so sorry I thought that was mine but yeah. Anyway, we're a very easygoing office, but generally now I just don't throw anything away because I just yeah. don't know. There's also some uh, Corona seltzers in the fridge I've been dying to get my hands on. So maybe tomorrow at 4, 3.55, I'll pop one of those. I don't know whose they are, but it's like 
pretty much fair game if it's in the office yeah. fridge. So my anyway. coworker told me he had a student. We have some seniors who are very like mentally checked out at this point. Someone mm-hmm. straight up was drinking a white claw in class. Oh, wow. Like good for them. Good I for guess. them. <laughs> yeah. Good for them. Yeah. So but anyway, anyways, yeah, <laughs> we digress. Uh, Bob, uh, Johnny has drinking all of Bob's milk. It wasn't just a little for his coffee. The whole, the whole bottle. The whole. Oh, now that's rude. That's gone. rude. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Unless you already have a replacement ready, like mm-hmm. that's rude. So Johnny, Johnny says, says, like, you know, guilty, naturally, laughing, like deer in a headlights look. Like, he, oh, also, he just, me. yeah, it's not. He thinks it's like not that big of a deal. And he says, of course, I'll reimburse you for it. And Bob says, okay, give me seven bucks and we'll call it even. And Johnny just about spit the milk right out of his mouth. Seven dollars. Well, Johnny, it's all natural, unpasteurized, straight from the cow's breast to your mouth. Flick. Oh, my God. Ew, David. I can tell you, Stephanie, for sure. Not that I remember, but I have definitely for sure in my life had raw milk because my grandparents and my uncles owned a dairy farm. Okay. So I can always remember like going to my grandma's when I was little and there was always a bottle, like a milk bottle in mm-hmm. the fridge and it was what they used for milk. Can't remember actually drinking it, but I'm positive I had to have had it many mm-hmm. times as a child. Yeah. But yeah, they owned a dairy farm and they eventually switched from dairy cows to beef cows. And now um, my grandpa's long gone, but my uncle's two uncles owned it together and now they've passed it down to my cousins. It's family farm was a dairy farm. I could tell you that smell. I could walk into a place and that would bring me right back. It's kind of gross sounding, but just like the milk room and the barn and all the smells, it would bring me back to childhood. Okay. Um, my cousin Deanne listening, I'm sure would agree. <clears throat> I actually consulted her today on a quick question about cows, <laughs> but <laughs> turns out I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> But I was like, yeah, we're talking about dairy cows tonight. So I needed the question answered. But yeah, so I have like a little bit of childhood experience on a dairy farm. Not as much as she does because she lived right down the road. But um, Mm -hmm. definitely have, I can say I remember raw milk. Do you know, like in the 60s, like the milkman was like a thing. Oh, yeah. My grandma, like like they would leave their empty jars out and they'd get full jars. And the running joke, if you were unexpectedly pregnant. Suddenly was you have a redhead in your family. Was it the, the milkman's milk baby? <laughs> yeah. um, That's an ant- antiquated service. No such is, thing as a milkman anymore. There is not. Also, milk. milk is expensive now. I mean, all groceries are expensive. Mm-hmm. But I So let's talk milk for a second. What, what kind of milk do you stock in your fridge? Are you whole milk, 2% skim, alternative? So... I got to say, I've tried a lot of alternative milks and I hate them all. Actually, this is great. I wanted to talk about milk. This is perfect. Uh, we do 2%. What about you? Okay. You're an alternative milk girl, right? I am now an alternative milk girl. But when I was in uh, like high school, living with my parents when I was younger, I was a skim milk girl, which okay, most people are like, that's basically water. I'm sure dairy farmers would like cry. So milky tears I have to hear that. read that like skim milk is actually like, if you're looking for like health benefits, like vitamin D and calcium, for one thing, it's lacking because it is skim, skim. Yeah. but also it's best to just drink whole milk or even cream because you That's get that full say. fat. It's like a healthy mm-hmm. fat or something. Right. So but to I me, mean, we don't do the whole milk. So my nieces like 
and my nephew as babies, they always would give them if once they start drinking real dairy milk, they would give them whole milk. And to me, that just like something about that makes me kind of cringe. Like, I don't like milk. <laughs> I don't like a lot. I don't like to think about milk. I like cheese, which is kind of hypocritical, but I don't like milk. I now drink almond milk pretty much exclusively. Mm-hmm. Sushant there's drinks regular a, milk. I think he has like 2% in the fridge. But There's a milk debate amongst our friend groups, actually, too. We have one good friend, Ryan, who makes a very valid point that humans should not be drinking milk at all, mm-hmm. uh, which makes sense in the sense that we are the only mammals Mm-hmm. to drink something other than water after infancy. Do you remember Joaquin Phoenix's uh, Oscar acceptance speech where he talked about us, you know, drinking off of the teat of a no, mother? <laughs> got, he got real off track. He was talking he about like, was animal real, rights. He was real weird for a while there, right yeah. after he did that Johnny Cash role. No, this was this was for the Joker. This was just a couple Oh, it was for ago. the Joker? <laughs> oh, well, when he did um, the Johnny Cash was Walk the Line, he... Yeah. He had a big, like, I think, drug problem after that movie and stuff, too. Anyway, I missed that speech. I can't say it. But, like, our friend Ryan will say, like, this is scientifically, like, makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, we're the only mammals that drink anything but water after infancy. So we don't need milk. And as a matter of fact, like, I watched one of the, it says a Netflix documentary. I can't remember the name of it. Um, It was about veganism, but also the fact that we don't need milk. Like the FDA, like in the 80s and early 90s, like pushed it because yeah. of dairy farmer lobbyists who like oh, yeah. made them push it into that the food, food group pyramid chain. has changed yeah, so much depending yeah, yeah. on what, you know, so, exactly. It's a lot of politics. I mean, I don't even drink milk anyway. I use it for cereal and baking and things like that. Same but I, I cannot cookies. say. Yeah. Yeah. Like dunk my brownie in there after I have the brownie. But yeah, so that's the great milk debate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sound off, sound off on where you stand on milk, guys. Yes. So well, uh, yeah, this is raw milk that we're talking about with uh, Bob. even grosser. So and Bob mentions it's illegal, and he gets all like hush hush about it. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so Johnny's expensive. Like, yeah, Johnny's like, well, where do you get it? But he's not giving up a source, right? No. Uh, and then Bob says. I don't want to be, hey, I'm not going to give up my source. Maybe you want to be on the wrong side of the law, but I don't. And basically says Gwen isn't going to wait for him if he goes to prison, which is she's just already little, she's made that very clear. Another hint to many of Gwen's subtleties and the fact that she doesn't yes. really like Bob that much. Like, would you yeah. wait for Sushant if he went to prison? I mean, I think so. <laughs> as long as he didn't like, kill somebody. It depends on what the cur- the charges are. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I feel um, like if Joe ever went to prison, it would be for like blue collar tr- crime, like, or I'm sorry, white collar crime, like insider trading or something. <laughs> In which case I'd wait for him and hope he makes me rich. <laughs> so. Live off his earnings in the meantime. Yeah. So they square their milk deal away. You know, Johnny's mm-hmm. like, okay, I'll pay, pay for it, whatever. He's got the info. Meanwhile, um, we see Alexis walking to the cafe and up rolls this motorcycle and she is ready to flirt with whoever this hot new guy whoever whoever's on this sexy bike mm-hmm. and off comes the helmet and lo and behold it's teddy yes uh and alexis is just as shocked as we all are she was ready to like cat call him before she even oh knew yeah it was and the writers have really given this character a makeover i will say since we last yes. saw him he's all sun kissed and muscly <laughs> she says He's got uh, got a haircut. No more comb over. No, the comb over is gone. Yeah. 
And they've really changed his look. And Alexis takes notice. She is thirsty. She loves this biker look. Mm -hmm. Speaking of biker, do you hear that? I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody. (laughs) Ted just drove by my house, guys. Hey. But uh, no, Ted says he took advantage of the uh, broken heart special. He had booked them that trip right before they broke. Yeah. And he got three extra nights free because if you could prove, what do you say? If you could prove you, you never didn't make it, it down, down the, the aisle. aisle. Yeah. So and he had a nice vacation. He got the bike with the refund money from the ring. He said he almost got full price back for the ring and paid and for this Alexis bike. Alexis is doing math in her head like, wait a minute, how much? That had to have been a hell of a diamond, right? Yeah, no kidding. I wonder what shape it was. Did we get a good look at it when he actually proposed? Mm, I can't remember. I don't think we did. No. Not pear-shaped, hopefully. No, not an opal either. (laughs) Anyway, they make a little bit of small talk. And again, she's like, again, I'm so sorry for breaking up with you. Like, just awkwardly. Do you think, because, so he gets off the bike and then he goes into this house. That's I'm wondering, like, is he making a house call? He goes into the house. Yeah, he said he was making rounds and doing house calls. Because at first I was, my thought was he obviously sees her before she sees him does he pull over because he he wants to make a statement to say like look how good i'm doing like he's trying to maybe build himself up a bit could be but ted's not super braggadocious about his life not and he i think he does go in because he makes an illusion like oh i'm Mm -hmm. making house calls and like kind of points to the house or whatever i don't think i don't think ted's a very braggadocious guy and i honestly think like he is in a good place now i he just needed to get away and clear his head and Mm -hmm. get over alexis and so that's where he's been the last uh six episodes seven episodes so um so they part ways um, we see Johnny now on his lunch break in the cafe and he asks Twyla, have you ever had raw milk in here? And she says, oh, like, oh, shut up. It's illegal. Like he's talking about crack cocaine or something. <laughs> so, and we hear this another weird story about Twyla's past and getting mm-hmm. sick off of elk milk. <laughs> so, <laughs> is elk milk's a thing? Elk's milk a thing, she says, which I assume so. They're I mean, a mammal and mammals, they have babies. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but maybe not for human consumption. Now, it's illegal, they say. You've done your, you've done some research. I'm here to give us some real CDC facts about the legality of raw milk and why it is. Because you and I have come across raw milk items, milk and cheese. And I've seen raw milk cheese in our grocery store recently. And I was like, oh, and I, took a photo of this i've been saving it for weeks just to yep. finally talk about and it i tonight. took one in the fall when we were in vermont i saw milk raw milk itself so yeah so raw milk i guess i will claim ignorance here as far as i know the word pasteurize i didn't really understand fully what pasteurization was but essentially it's heating the milk or whatever to a temperature it's that sort kills of bacteria, the bacteria, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I, I was thought. I was envisioning like a straining process. Like I don't know why in my mind, like I thought it was like chunky milk and then like to strain out. I don't know. I, I have a really like funny, inappropriate joke that my dad used to tell about pasteurization. Oh yeah. Is I don't know if I want to appropriate. I don't know if I want to. <laughs> uh, basically, no. Ahead. I think it's okay. okay. <laughs> um, 
I mean, kind of, I'm a little embarrassed to tell it, but I used to think it was the funniest thing when I was younger. Uh, this girl, a girl goes into this spa and they're giving milk baths. Mm-hmm. She gets in the tank and the server person, service person says, pasteurize. And she says, no, just pass my tits. <laughs> So anyway, (laughs) my dad loved that joke. So funny. I mean, anyway, continue. (laughs) Um, So yeah, raw milk is milk that has not been pasteurized to kill potentially harmful bacteria. Um, And what the CDC talks about a lot is just that it's very hard to regulate raw milk. And you may drink raw milk one day and be just fine and drink it the next day and get sick. And I talked to Sushan a little bit about this. We were having dinner earlier and we were talking about raw milk and he was like, oh yeah, there's like Facebook groups and support people who are in favor of raw milk. And they're, oh, they, really? like, they are very passionate about why they feel like raw milk is the way to go. But then the CDC has guidelines that no, because it, you can't control the bacteria. You may be fine one or day. Test and it, like whatever. You can't test it. And there's just in my understanding, and again, this is just me reading the CDC website, but the bacteria, it can, it can form at any time. And so there's no real assurance that it's safe. And so that's why it's illegal in many states, not all states, but it is illegal in many states. Um, it can be, it can make you really sick. People have, like they say, there's raw milk related deaths. It, it's, it's very, it's very confusing. In my mind, I'm just like, I'm just going to stay away from that. Um <laughs> But uh, in terms of transporting raw milk, because that gets into the episode later, um, there are federal laws that prohibit prohibit um, dairy farms from distributing across certain state lines. Um, okay. And so like it can only be, I, I think what I write is it can be distributed as long as it's going to be pasteurized or something that, something to that effect yeah. before so, it's sold to consumers. <clears throat> you know, next door, I work right next door to Country Fresh. We oh, get mi- yeah, the- milk trucks in mm-hmm. like 20,000 a day. I don't know how many. It's an exaggeration, but they're yeah. constantly going down our street. So do you think that's all pretty much local? I would think. I mean, I don't know what like. I mean, they can't possibly like bring it so far. Like that's what I'm thinking of. Okay. Like how? What's the shelf like shelf life for milk is radius of. That's another reason why I moved away from dairy milk because I don't drink it enough to drink it all before it goes bad, and I follow Mm -hmm. those expiration dates to a T. Sometimes, really, if it's two days before, I'm like, that's too close. I'm done with milk. I just smell it, and if it smells fine, it's good. Even but if I it's can't even handle the smell. So almond milk lasts much longer. So that's kind of why I that like is the one good thing because I have bought like like random milks, the extracurricular milks, if you will, <laughs> for <laughs> for smoothie stuff like that. But that stuff does last a long time. That's very shelf stable. Yes. Anyway, continue. <laughs> So no, those are my those are my CDC milk facts as far as why what it is, um, and and why it's not regulated and and it is illegal in some states. So I'm assuming okay. wherever Shit's Creek is, <clears throat> it is illegal. Yeah. So we were in Vermont in the fall. That's where I mm-hmm. saw my raw milk. And you live in Ohio. You saw the raw yeah. milk cheese there. Is that what but you saw? It? it is raw milk is illegal unless it's i think there was a thing about if it's cheese or some other form it's okay so that's a different process or something i guess so yeah the whole milk to cheese process is a mystery to me too to be quite honest i need to learn more about this because i love cheese i do too i shouldn't Mm -hmm. eat as much as i do but 
Anyway, <laughs> so we we know it's illegal some places in the real U.S. and in hypothetical Shit's Creek. Uh, so much so that Twyla doesn't want Johnny blurting it out at the restaurant. No, but like, Alexis it, comes in and keep it down. They're like drug. You would talk. be a ter- you would be a terrible drug dealer. And Alexis is like, oh, you're selling you- drugs. <laughs> She's like excited for him. No She's one was like, suspect I get you. it. It's fast money. <laughs> yeah. Which it is fast money. I mean, don't you watch Breaking Bad? <laughs> no, you never did watch that one. No, did but you? I just watched Euphoria, which is this like Gen Z show. Oh, on HBO. yeah. Lauren's lots, been watching it. Lots of uh, drug dealing on, going on there. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then Johnny's like, no, not drugs, raw milk. And she's like, oh, I don't think that's the right look for you. <laughs> and then actually, she, like, go ahead. No, I was, no, you finish your thought. She, I, I was just going to say, like, I'm actually a little surprised that Johnny is even interested in this because it's illegal. But He's I like think, a pretty straight edge guy. But do you think like he, his. I think when Bob said that he could get seven dollars for a a little pint of that. The businessman in him the perked business up. Businessman in him perked up and he was like, yeah. this could be a thing. Maybe this isn't his main thing, but this could be a quick side thing. Cause he says like, yeah. we'll start Just with 12, make a quick buck. We'll start with 12 pints and see how we go. Yeah. Yeah. And Alexis, um, since you mentioned that set, like Ted is fresh on her mind and she comes up with this idea like, Oh yeah. Like uh, maybe he would have some leads as to where to get some. And it was a lot of farmers. This is what a great idea. Like this is probably the most genius idea I've heard come out of her mouth so far. Right. And she, she says, but it would be kind of awkward right now. We're in an awkward place or whatever. And Johnny says, your trail of discarded boyfriends is making it very hard to get things done. And she finds, she's finally like, fine. I'll, I'll call him. I'll call him right now. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and they discuss quantity and um, he said, well, let's see uh, where 12 pints takes us. We'll, yep. we'll order 12 pints and see what happens. I'm wondering um, if his plan had worked out because we know we're going to jump ahead. It does not. But if it had worked out, who was he going to sell these 12 pints to? Like, what was his well, plan? I don't know. Yeah, going to hang out outside sure. the cafe like, with hey, a sign. Let me. Yeah. Second, let me let me show you something. You, you want some raw milk? I got some. <laughs> Like have a trench coat with like with pockets, <laughs> like a, you know those shoe racks. That just yes, have like yes. <laughs> Inside of his coat jacket is like <laughs> like All little stacks of milk clanking around. <laughs> this one's aged three hours. This one's aged four hours. What's your Gross. what's your pleasure? Gross. That's a good, very good point. Who knows how he was going to get these customers? Yeah. So the next time we see Johnny. He walks into his motel room and clearly there is a lot of confusion as to what a pint is, Stephanie, Mm -hmm. because here before him sits 12 huge milk cans worth three to four hundred dollars, three to four hundred dollars worth of raw milk. And, and I, I loved aesthetically, I loved that they're organized in like a perfect pyramid. They yes in the room. I did pause it to make sure there were 12. Like so I was triangle. like, one, two, three, yeah. four, five, six, seven, eight, eight. And um, so I did a quick Google search. I was like, how how big is the average milk can? So there were different sizes, but uh, one maybe of this size is a 10, say it's a 10-gallon milk can. Mm. So there are two pints in a quart. Four okay. quarts in a gallon. Yep. Ten gallons in each of these cans, meaning that twelve cans has nine hundred and sixty pints here, Stephanie. <laughs> not twelve. Alexis. So if he was getting seven dollars a pint, he could have made six thousand dollars on this milk. Because she but, pot, paid four hundred, <laughs> yeah. But at this point, 
where is he going to store it? It needs to be refrigerated. I'm assuming immediately. Yeah, that and, bacteria is going to get to it. And then also quick. bottled at this point, he doesn't have a bottling factory. He's not going to sell a whole can. No, I will so. say I'm very impressed. We talked last week. I think it was about how um, basically everyone about Alexis in this family has shown like um, eagerness to work motivation and like resourcefulness and motivation. This is kind of the first thing this, we see like, okay, yeah, she's good on her work. She, she found the contact she needed and she made things happen. Yeah. Because Johnny, I don't think it's been very long. He's probably coming back from the cafe and suddenly there's these two or right. these 12 giant right. things of milk. So, yeah, I mean, very resourceful on her part. Um, this whole situation gets so funny and out of hand with the yelling and Johnny's, oh, his, oh, oh. what am I going to do with $400 worth of raw milk? Just, uh, Sell it to your customers. I don't have any customers. <laughs> Why did you order so much milk? They just keep going, yelling at each other in circles. And she, I, I do Johnny agree. Just trying to make a quick buck. And yes, I do agree with Alexis though. Right. Like, okay, she did do you a favor, but she messed it up. Sorry. She's like, a thank you would be nice. And it just ends with, well, thank you, Alexis, for ordering an insane amount of milk that I will never be able to sell. <laughs> You're welcome. She's... <laughs> Which is so great. She's just so oblivious to the fact that what she did was so off base and wrong. Like, whatever. Doesn't understand the value of a dollar. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, $300. Oh, big deal. Like, whatever. Oh, actually, 400 ish. Yeah. (laughs) Closer to 400. So they enlist Roland, of all people, to help find a place to take this milk. And I guess he's got a guy. Well, he also has a truck, which was another <clears throat> part of the reason. Yeah, that, he yeah. said, "You, you, you hired me because you're scared. No, we come to you because we, you have a way to transport this, and yes. we don't basically." Um, but it, I guess he he did know the co-op people they were going to. Mm-hmm. He must have known them or found that for them. Because yeah. what would they know about it? You know, right? And they're driving along, and up over the horizon comes two police cars, and he just. Comes to a very conspicuous screeching halt when he sees this checkpoint. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, what is the matter? He's ready to bail out of the truck, like just leave and walk home, which, Mm -hmm. okay, fine. I feel like they would have been better off at this point if he had. Yeah. (laughs) So but Alexis is just full of advice on how to get through this. She was she's like, it's like it's like a drive through. Except yeah. everyone has guns. Mm-hmm. Then at one point she says, just plow right through the checkpoint. Yeah. All <laughs> kinds of advice. Don't say your real name. Um, do, it's like a drive through with guns. I've been through tons of these in Johannesburg, which I don't know. I think South Africa is a pretty modernized country. Like, is it very warlordy and checkpointy? I think <laughs> I've never been, but I think it's by like today's pretty, standards. Yeah. Pretty Western, right? Mm-hmm. Again, Johnny is just in shock as to how many crazy things Alexis has been through at such a young age. <laughs> you were 14 in Johannesburg. <laughs> she had just gotten her braces off. And so they start driving to this checkpoint again, like rolling like an idiot, just creeping. And they're like a little faster would be nice. Like just be normal. Right. Like right. act normal. And they pull up and he just blows it from mm-hmm. from. Line one. The first second, yes. Calls and calls the woman officer, sir. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. <laughs> and they use makes fake up names. Makes up names. Alexis is not satisfied with her. So when she introduces herself, <laughs> she picks a new name. <laughs> um, I'm surprised though, honestly, that they didn't Alexis is so well versed in talking her way out of these situations that like 
she's her her skills seem to fail her at this moment in time. It's because of Roland because he is counteracting her skill. Like he he's is, not playing it cool enough. He's sabotaging it. She's trying, but she really is. Really like bombing. she was very like, well, we're taking some milk. She was the only one that mm-hmm. had the answers and was like yep. ready to go. What kind so, of milk? Cow's milk. <laughs> her face. Her face too. I don't know if you watched her. Like in the background when Roland does the whole like name thing and then mm-hmm. we don't have licenses and blah, 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 blah. Her face, she's like got this like closed lip mm-hmm. smile the whole time. It's just really fun to watch her in the scene. So I would she's urge anyone to go back and watch her. flashbacks to yes. yes. And then just this awkward uh, laughing amongst all three of them when we find out they're searching for a legal game, right? Yeah. Whoa, we don't have <laughs> like yep. so awkward between the three of them. But the police officer was like, you, you dairy farm in that suit? <laughs> like in <laughs> the weather's clothes, good, basically. Johnny says. <laughs> and, and Alexis chimes in, yeah, it's hard work, but we love it. You know, um, she's got an answer for everything. This, yeah, she definitely um, tried. You're right. She, you're, she probably failed because of Roland. So mm-hmm. no, Jacob, just, his name is Jacob. Jacob, excuse me. Yes, <laughs> Jacob, Jacob and whoever. Um Jennifer. Roland is just completely frozen this whole time. As a matter of fact, even when they get out of this, the cop is like, okay, I don't need you to pull over. The cop is very, um, she's not like mean, but she's just very dry. Like very good actress. Yeah. Yes. I loved it. I loved this mm -hmm. little character. Uh, so she's like, Jacob, I need you to pull over. And he's like <laughs> zoning out. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking to the other Jacob. <laughs> so he did just completely blow this whole thing. But um, big time. So the very last scene, luckily, I mean, we can assume anyway, they didn't get a ticket. They didn't get arrested, but they made him dunk the milk. Right so Johnny may as well have just crumpled up $400 and threw it in the trash. Yep. So we end with uh, Roland trying to be optimistic. Hey, this was a good day. Like, let's on and up. No. And I'm thinking it really wasn't that great. Alexis of a day. Is like, I have a feeling like this is partly my fault. Like now she's kind of putting two, <laughs> and two together. Partly. I mean, the fact that they had so much milk was her fault. But the fact that they had to dump it out, I feel like is not on her. No. Because they but, had a place they were taking it mm-hmm. that they probably could have got some money for it. Roland, like his attitude about, hey, this was a good day. Let's end on a good note. Do you think he's just like, do you think he had fun like with a little adventure You're right. with friends? He probably did because like, I agree. Like he probably was like, oh yeah, this is a great time just spending it with Johnny and even mm-hmm. Alexis. Like, And we know again, from the beginning, like, he's wanted to be friendly with them when they don't want to yeah. be. And so. True. Like, so for them, it wasn't such a good day, though. Yeah. But At like, least hey, Johnny. We, we had fun. There's I think Alexis con- is still <laughs> Alexis is still oblivious about the consequences, but she mm-hmm. I think Johnny had a bad day just in he, general. He so. really did. He is struggling and with that, his business acumen at this point. They basically just end with them loading him in the truck and Roland taking kind of a super supervisor rail supervisory yeah, I'll watch you position. Load while you load them, okay? I'll load rearrange them this while you pick it. In. Yeah. <laughs> Put it in the truck, so. <laughs> At least they're empty now, though. So yeah, that's the episode. And I have to say, like watching back, I um I liked this episode more than I remembered. Like I just for comedic purposes, I thought it was mm-hmm. like very funny and like well played in yeah. that sense. So it is a very isolated um, episode. Definitely in terms not storyline. Yeah, definitely not a simply the best. But um, definitely had a lot of laughs in it. Yeah. So 
I have some trivia questions. Okay. For you. Uh, one of them you already stole, but what was Ronnie's uncle's name? Ralph. Ralph. And he married three Gales, four Gales, however many Gale, Gales. Gale, Gale. Okay. This one might be a little harder. What did Alexis declare was her actual birth name to the officer? Roland called her Jennifer, but my birth name is Angelica. And she holds yeah. her hands out as if the, the cop is going <laughs> She's to kiss her shake hand. Her, kiss her hand or at yeah. least shake her hand. And yeah. the cop's like, you know, Angelica, you're right. Angelica. Last question. What was the exact total of the milk? Oh gosh, it was just under four hundred dollars. It was like three. Mm, I'm just gonna throw a random number. Three ninety two. Three ninety four forty. Oh, that is so closer to four hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, that is all I have. My trivia questions. I'm not able to stump you too much anymore. Because we I'm usually talk better. about them in the episode by the time we get to them. So, well, what questions should we throw to our audience this week? Um, well, we both have our own raw milk finds to share. Yeah. So let's we'll share those. What kind of milk have do you, you drink? <laughs> what kind of milk do you drink? Yes. Have you ever had to face a police checkpoint and had any drama happen? Yeah, that would be good to know. Because you know, like they have like random you know, drive sober type campaigns or things yeah. like that. Did you have any tense situations you've been in? Any eating your food in the fridge stories with coworkers or roommates? Yeah, juicy stories. I think I think that'll do it. I can't think of anything yeah. else we came up with. What do we have going on next week, Steph? You're taking it back. Well, next week, things are getting a little scandalous um, because Moira is trying to dig up some of her, let's say, provocative photos from her earlier days in her career um so she's going to be on a mission to do that johnny we see, saw him really crash and burn with some attempts at business this week and i think his business woes are going to start really catching up to him next week and he's going to have to actually reach out to uh, a family member for help so that's kind of what okay. we're looking at for next week but in the good. meantime if you haven't just another friendly reminder to subscribe or follow us on our instagram uh shit list podcast <laughs> <laughs> shit underscore lists underscore thank podcast you. i couldn't remember if there were underscores <laughs> shit it. underscore list underscore podcast thank you katie um or on facebook you can always email us as well at kaka at shitlistpodcast.com. Yeah, that's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. Also participate. Again, we always like participation on our Instagram yes, posts. It makes do. it more fun to interact with you guys. And we love like sort of meeting our fans yeah, through that. We've, we've crossed the threshold of the halfway point of season two. So now I feel like we're just kind of heading in for the, the finale. It feels like we're moving along so quick. Yeah, a few it's moving left, fast. So, so. All right. Well, Stephanie, until next week, then I would say best wishes and warmest regards. That's bad you love.